0: A a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kinda like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary DW avoid by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Today's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast comes in association with Nutmeg, the Scottish football periodical. The subscription only quarterly publication is filled with top quality writers, great articles and fascinating stories about the beautiful game in Scotland. Get your subscription at www.nutmegmagazine.co.uk Hello and welcome to Thursday's edition of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. My name is Joel Sked, and I'm Gary Cocker. Oh yeah, mate. Did you just introduce me? You just sort of turned the to me. I was already doing my thing Well I was already thinking what I'm going to say next. Uh, once you'd int- uh, well, once I was made to have introduced you, uh, just a uh, creek. Craig- uh, Craig Kearns and Graham—they always come up with um, something funny. Something funny to uh, to get us we, d- we just
1: provide some amateurish
0: yes. beginnings, and that's the comedy. And it's going to be an amateurish uh, middle and end as well. <laughs> uh, it's just the two of us uh, again on the Edinburgh podcast. Fowler is um, pretty much has given up on the, the up the terrace. He uh, doesn't care about you anymore. He is uh, sunning up in Albufeira in Portugal. All right, for some, and he's obviously be getting paid too much money by the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we are going to be talking about the top twelve fullbacks. Yes, uh, in the league, this was difficult because there's not very many good
1: fullbacks in the league. And we also decided this topic twenty four hours ago. Yes, yeah, twenty four hours and ago. So. so the research has been tight. Yes, it has been. It's it been tight. And uh, I think there's also quite a lot of fullbacks looking at lists. A lot of fullbacks who, depending on your methodology, you could put in, but they've not played a minute yeah. this season, um, or they've played very little this season because there's quite a lot of what we will call experience or veteran fullbacks still on the books. Yeah, that's that's, that's one thing. Like with um,
0: Celtic and Rangers, you, mm-hmm. you could uh, you could argue a case for just like older fullbacks. Lee Wallace, I'm a big fan of, however. He can't justify putting him in. I, I certainly can't.
1: And you're you're obviously a massive fan of Mikhail Lustig as well. I'd yes. be shocked if he's not in your top twelve.
0: He, shocked. Uh, I. This is. I was actually going to. Uh, I was actually going to say. This, do you want to go through some players who you've, you've left out? Whether yeah. you think maybe a bit harshly or you just weren't
1: interested in. Um I left off Lustig because before I met you, Joel. I didn't really have any strong feelings on Michael Mm -hmm. Lustig but then you started pointing out little things about how he you know he's always nipping away at the referee or he's actually a wee bit of a shithouser I'm glad I'm glad and it's just it's infected my brain I'm I'm glad I have brainwashed you you have and I've not been able to look at him the same way and I think certainly in the last couple of years he's fallen off a cliff anyway Um, so he was getting nowhere near my list Um, I agree
0: he's not on my list Um, neither is uh, Jeremy Toljam and this no. Because Toljan, uh, Slightly Harsh perhaps But I was Certainly swayed By his European performances And then When The fact that I left uh, I left Luz to go Just because I think His time is up yeah. At Celtic The fact that They brought in Toljan uh, And he's been Playing In in, in, big, in bigger games The fact that I left Yan out, I can't justify putting Lustig in, despite him being um, his longevity in the
1: league. I I thought about putting Hojan in, but I don't think he's played enough games yet for us to make an accurate Mm -hmm. assessment of where he is. And whatever we do could look really, really stupid. Leaving him off could look really, really stupid as well, but at least if we have some basis for it. Guy, I know, whatever I do, I'm going to look really, really stupid, so (laughs) I'm I'm comfortable with that. Um, I've also left off Shea Logan. Oh,
0: yeah, you do this, yeah, sorry. I, I, I was really surprised, that was really good acting for me because you told me before we came on you'd yeah. left Shea Logan and I still sounded really surprised. You just
1: weren't really listening to me. <laughs> um, no, again, he's one who um, I'm sure that we'll talk a, a lot about another Aberdeen fullback um, who's come in this season mm-hmm. yep. and made a real impression. And I think Shea Logan is somebody who would be a main safe this list, list in previous years, but I just don't feel as if he's had the exposure this season right. uh, to really be worth it. And there's still um, Looking at my list There's a couple of people on here Who Are probably on because of time served But there's still enough of a feature that yeah. I thought right yeah. They can see right. um, But yes uh, Shea Logan's another one um, There's a few others that Either of us might have in the lower reaches So
0: I've um, so, I, I wanted to mention St. John's fullbacks uh, Tanza and Richard Foster
1: I've got Foster on my list. You've got Foster, okay.
0: Yes. This. Tanzan, ta, ta, i am not been a fan of. St Johnson fans, I think he's been the most consistent fullback over the season for uh, St Johnson. However, every time. Not every time I've watched him, but there's a lot of moments where I've watched him where I just feel that he's been. Um, I just I just can't see it. He was. He seems. Every time he plays, seems to play. Uh, every time he seems to play against James Forrest he just gets left for dead his positioning at times is questionable the his concentration as you see with the James Forrest goal and the, there's been so many St. Johnson Celtic games I think it was in the <laughs> 2-0 game at McDermott Park where Celtic scored too late on I'm not a big fan of him one-on-one whereas spoke to a couple of St. Johnson fans on Twitter they they, they praised him however I, I personally I couldn't justify putting him on my, on my list, even though looking at his stats on my side, they're quite impressive in terms of duels, in terms of crosses, just in general involvement. Richard Foster will talk about mm-hmm. uh, when when we get to yours. Another one I left out off that I potentially considered was uh, Nathaniel Ralph.
1: He is on my list. He's okay, we'll
0: get to we'll get to him, okay. Of course he's on my yes. list. That, that, that well, feel that
1: might be. Always on brand. Um I think we should also give a little shout out to some championship players. Yeah, go for because that Because I don't feel as if I've seen enough of them no, I to justify putting them on but they deserve a shout out so uh, Marcus Fraser. Uh, um, at 2018-19 Champions Ross County yes yeah, he
0: was he was the first one he was the first one mentioned by Sean yesterday yep
1: yeah. um, and then um, there's Longridge at Dunferman mm. um, that traitor Dixon at Falkirk as well um, and then uh, Harvey at Ayr was another yeah, one yeah the, who the two uh, like it's Daniel
0: Harvey out. and uh, Liam Smith as well Yeah. Uh, ex Hearts that I think they've done, done quite well but again I can't say so I've seen too much of them
1: nope and I think when we were doing the goalkeepers list, I think a few of you put Doon. I was only um, one to put Doon. You, I was yeah. sweet
0: because I think the like two nights before I watched Ian United uh, Arian against Ross County at Ding- and Dingwall, and Doon was really impressive. And then Ian McCall uh, talked him up after the game, and both Sean and Craig tell for wax lyrical about him. So I was sort of sweet by that.
1: Do you want to just dive in? Might as well, yeah. Who have you got? 12, 11 and ten. 12, 11 and ten. At 12, I have Nathaniel Ralph. Okay. Nathan Ralph. At uh, 11, I've got Lewis Stevenson. Yep. And at 10, I have Ricky Foster.
0: Okay. So, I have Stevenson at 12, Ricky Lamy at 11, mm-hmm. and Borna Barisic at 10.
1: We can come on to Barisic Yeah Because um, he's a curate's egg of a player but. Oh yes
0: So I have Ralph, Like Ralph and Foster, Foster The two ones I left out just uh, So Ralph are uh, 12 Tell me about him.
1: When he signed for Dundee In his first couple of games He looked absolutely shocking Yeah uh, He did not I actually picked him out As our worst signing I picked out Mendy As our best signing So it probably shows what I know yeah. Um <laughs> And that working as a football scout Is not a potential career path for me Um I'm sure there's a stat that you and Fowler have picked out for Ralph on Scout about a number of aerial duels One, Which, if you look at Ralph, he's 5'9", maybe 5'10". But, yep, he's uh, good in the air, he's good at going forward, he's a steady, dependable left-back. I think, at the beginning of the season, we thought, we've not really upgraded here on Holt and... Oh... Uh, or Teneci oh, Who yeah. we had uh, last Bass season John Yes, Bass John That would have been the easier thing <laughs> I wanted to try and be professional um, Yeah, we didn't really think so We upgraded But I think now he is a steady, dependable presence at left back Not flashy But he does the job um, And it's not the problem that it once was Whereas right back is still a bit of an issue for Dundee um, I think that of all of the quote-unquote assets that Dundee have um, for when we're stripped For parts When we get relegated this, At the end of the season um, He's probably One of the ones Who could Get picked up By another team Rattling about yeah. That part of the league
0: He was I think he's the defender Which has stood out For Dundee This season And again It's not a hard thing to do mm-hmm. The That was one thing I was going, looking at the stats He is 8 for um, Success Duels mm-hmm. And he is For He's, he's won 68.7% Of his aerial jewels. He is the looking at just of just going through the list. I think he's the only fullback or in the top thirty. Yeah, yeah. So um, he's the only two throw back, uh, which is surprising because you look at him and you think he's, he's he's an attacking. You look you look at him, and think he looks like more of a wingback than a than a fullback. Yeah. Is is that the
1: case, or is he? I would say it is what you see a lot with him, and it's usually Scott Wright at the moment, who's uh, ahead of him on the left. Is that they do that sort of overlap, that <laughs> interchange. Um, but he is still dependable at left-back I think another big part of it is And there's a few other players on this list Who this will apply to If he doesn't play The options there are not great and, um, <laughs> yeah. It's basically we played Kusunga at left-back Against Motherwell And I think against Celtic as well At Dens earlier in the season mm. And it was alright But that was sort of taken into account It was yeah. sorry, Kusunga um, And there's not really anybody else That we could actually Play there unless we moved somebody back. But now that Calvin Miller's uh, gone back to Celtic and there is at Air United, we couldn't use him and I wouldn't want to use him anyway. Um, so he's one of the, the players that have gone here because without him, there's a massive drop to your next option. That's there's true. not a lot of depth, as they would say.
0: Yeah, that, that, that's fair. Uh, so you've got you've got eleven. You've got Lewis Stevenson.
1: Yes, I've, I was toying with whether to have him bottom or ralph bottom mm-hmm. and i think the reason that i went with not bottom but 12th yeah um and we can talk about ricky Lamy as well because he was another one that i was thinking about in this big mix um the reason that i've got Lewis stevenson there is Lewis stevenson's never really been a player that's impressed me or that i've enjoyed watching but this season i think i've come to appreciate what he does yeah. a little bit more um and i think that to have that length of service and that generally steady service uh, probably just puts him above Ralph for me
0: he is, he's my number 12 so I'll, I'll talk about um, I may as well just uh, kind of expand expand on your point I was very similar to not was, he's, he's a steady Eddie mm-hmm. can you know what you've, you, you're going to get from him he is I think compared him to like he's remains of Robbie Nielsen when Robbie Nielsen was hot. you're always looking at that position as someone that you need uh, you could easily improve on but he has um, Seen off so much, uh, so, so many life backs in his mm. time at Hibs Going back down to the Championship Served him well He's came back up Last season I was really impressed Him and Paul Hanlon showed that they belonged at this level And that's just carried on this season I've covered a few few Hibs games So I've had to watch them more uh, more int- um, intently mm. And especially at the games you get an appreciation of What he brings to the team He is, yeah, uh, like I said, he is Steady Dependable All those kind of All those kind of Clichés And he's versatile He can can move into A left wing back position Number 10 You had Richard Foster
1: Yes I did Um, Again Very similar to Stevenson Um, Obviously his time At Rangers uh, Wasn't really Covered in glory Yes Um, And when he first came To St Johnson I don't I really didn't think That much of him Um, And obviously He had a few uh, Bust ups Last season as well So he didn't It wasn't just That he wasn't particularly performing to the extent that you would expect him to, but also he was actually actively harming the team on occasion. Um, But whenever I've seen him this season, I've been very impressed. I think he's um, sort of matured and grown into that role a lot. And I think that for a St. Johnson team that I continually, repeatedly believe is about to fall off a cliff, (laughs) um, he is emblematic of that St. Johnson team in that he's a player that I think a lot of, Casual observers of Scottish football will criticise or go, oh, Rookie Foster, he's a funny one, isn't he? Yeah. Um, but actually contributes a lot more than you think. He was... I had
0: him on my original list. I was, I was back and forth. At one point in the season, St. John's fans were seriously touting him for the right-back position for Scotland because there was... I think Stephen O'Donnell pulled out and I can't remember who ended up playing
1: there. I mean, in fairness, we are pretty light yeah, at that very,
0: position so. he even he, he himself said that he was um, he thought he was good enough I think I'm sure he said he was good enough for that position however his form over the last couple of months or so has been disastrous so again recency bias yeah. has, has come into it and I just think there's there's a lot of players who could, could move around this list and Foster's probably my number 13 Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that's where they've put him on.
1: I mean, I was trying to think of over the course of the whole season because he's not the only person in light yeah. blue who has fallen to pieces yeah. uh, in recent weeks. I felt it would have been slightly unfair uh, to to punish him for that. Um, you had Ricky Lamy. Yeah, so I had Ricky
0: Lamy at 11. So I think Stevenson was always going to be on my number 12. Mm-hmm. So I thought it probably was between Lamy and Foster. Lamy is similar to what you said about Ralph. Livingston aren't the same team without him, so there's a drop off when he doesn't play. Well, so he can play the left wing back position, or he can play left back. They have a player uh, on loan from down south. Um, I think Callum Brown. <laughs> oh, that's
1: uh, I've kind of just guessed that name. So uh, obviously, a lot of focus uh, of Lewton's back line goes on Gallagher, Halkett, Lithgow. Yeah, Which I can only ever say in that order because of the, the magic song that Livvy fans sing for them. It's it's the tune all of magic, yeah, yeah. It's magic, you know, Gallagher, Halkett, let's go. Um, so a lot of focus is on that back three yeah. and what they do. Um, but.
0: Yes, so, I mean, he has. I think he's just been really, um, really consistent. He's uh, he's made a step up from Greenock Norton really well, which which is somewhat surprised. I didn't see too much of him at. Uh, at uh, at Morton, but he's he's natural in both of those positions. He similar to Gallagher, like Gallagher has uh, able to play centre back or right back, and he's been excellent in both. I think that's the same with Lamy, the left wing back, left back. It's Kieran Brown who I was thinking of. Uh, he looks like a centre back playing playing a full back, but I think uh, lamy has been La- lamy has been a big miss. And then number ten, Borna Barris Do you want to speak about him once we get to you? We might as well. Cool. It will be in the next, uh, yeah, next tranche. Generally. So, who have you got as your nine, eight, and seven?
1: Nine, eight, seven. I have Richard Tate. Okay. At nine. Yep. Barry at Eight. Okay. And then at seven, and to be fair, he could actually be slightly higher, but because he's always a seven out of ten, your Man Smith.
0: Okay, okay,
1: <laughs> okay. That's fine. So we... I think that that's purely for really weak passer reasons. I put him at seven. Right. So
0: I have Andy Halliday at 9. Okay. I have
1: Richard Tate at 8. Mm-hmm. And Shay Logan at 7. Okay. Um, what I'll do just for the purposes of this is I'll swap Smith with who is directly above him. Um, because I had them the other way around until I realised <laughs> 7 out of 10. So that was Halliday. Okay. At 7. Um, so let's just go... Um,
0: Talk about ba- Barisic
1: first? Yep. As I said, Barisic is... I like the phrase "curate type of player" good mm-hmm. parts um, because he has got an incredible wicked cross on him, but he can't defend to save his life. Right, um, and I think it's—I really like that in a left back. You can tell that I've been going to stands for too long, but <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy it when you've got a full back who's actually really potent in forward areas, mm-hmm. um, even if that means sacrificing a little bit further back. So it's sort of like a souped-up version of James Tavernier if you're to adhere to the stereotype of Tavernier not being as good defensively yeah, Just
0: just to back up your, your point there give a context he has the highest success rate um, for crosses so he's, he's across the machine he's got the highest mm-hmm. success rate crosses and
1: he's got the most uh, he's put the most deliveries in per 90 minutes yeah. he's played And I think he's been called up to the Croatian national team Yeah he's certainly been in, in the and around Rangers. it yeah, yeah. Obviously he's been out with injury quite a lot recently as well which has brought Andy Halliday who will come on to yeah. uh, into the team um, but I do think that Barisic has. I mean, I couldn't ever. Or I couldn't see Rangers moving to a back three with the current personnel they've got, but you almost feel like he would be more use as a wing back. I mean, yeah, you think I mean, Hammond's having your natural wing yeah. backs.
0: I, um, I think when we do this, so you'll stay in the summer. If we do this list in 12 months' time, well, when we do this list in 12 months' time, Barisic will be a lot higher up. Yeah. I feel he's been let down by. The amount of games he's missed, the injuries, his reliability. Gerard's questioned, uh, I don't think he's came out and questioned his mentality, but he's maybe unf- inferred it mm-hmm. that he
1: is. He's still adjusting to the, yeah, the, the pace speech, yeah. and the robustness of the so, Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? So I think other players who, when they get a Niggle like he's like he has he's treated a niggle more seriously than perhaps Gerard hoped he would. So you've have seen him come in and out and like you said, Halliday stepped into that breach and uh, we may as well go on to
1: speak about Andy Halliday. Yep. He has um What a twelve months.
0: Unbelievable. What a work. transformation I, yeah. from
1: being cheered off <clears throat> by Celtic fans <coughs> in, yeah, the, in the Yeah the Scottish the semi final. Uh, semi final. he was subbed. Before uh, half time. Yeah. Um and he had that
0: they uh, had the, 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 no like, I think it was uh you had the clash with Murray when he did get subbed. Yeah you you saw him as one of the players who you immediately thought he's out the door when Gerard comes in mm. he's he, easy wood easy, easy wood to get rid of you dead kind of dead wood to get rid of however you have to kind of praise his mentality if you, if you thought about it he has that mentality like Gerard, that connection that Gerard had with Liverpool that's a similar to Halliday with Rangers in terms mm-hmm. of how much a club means to him and you can't underestimate having that pres- uh, kind of presence around the club, where they can transmit how much, how important the club is, and how big certain games are.
1: He knows what it means to he be does, a ranger. He is
0: properly uh. staunch, and <laughs> I think that's appreciated by. Uh, I think that's appreciated yeah. by Steven Gerrard. And I think it's also accepting the fact he's not a centre mid. No, a, I, I think he's too limited to be yeah. a, a centre mid. Whereas with the game, especially with the game when balls get played into him and he's got his back to the opposition, so, so when he plays looking at his own goal, mm-hmm. whereas that left back he can he's got the game in front of him and he, yeah. he it's
1: it's so, a lot more comfortable. I mean, I do feel like I've maybe got him slightly too high here, even when I put him seven, but mm-hmm. I think it's maybe just as is, is that total contrast. Between the guy who was sent off on loan to, I want to say, Kazakhstan? Yeah, someone um, here, someone, Yeah, yeah so. or Azerbaijan, maybe. Azerbaijan, it was. Oh, Azerbaijan, it. Yeah. Um, sent off on loan to Azerbaijan, um, looked absolutely miserable. You could see him getting punted off to League One, League Two, English team, yeah. and just sort of fritting, frittering his life away. Um, but he's totally transformed. Going totally off topic here, um, and speaking of defenders who um, frittered their life away, um, there is a Fantastic feature in uh, I think it's the Evening Telegraph today About Gary Kenneth who, yes. um, and I think it, the line in the feature Is from facing Zlatan To appearing for Lockheed United He um, does not
0: look a good net Judging did, by the picture no, of He turns
1: 32 this year yep. um, But it looks as if he gave up playing football 32 years ago instead. <laughs> It's not a great look for poor Gary um, But I would put uh, I wouldn't compare Halliday to Gary Kenneth In any way shape or form Gary
0: Gary Kenneth, the two-time Scotland international.
1: Yes. Two caps. Who uh, Dundee United valued at £2 million in 2010. (laughs) There you go. Turned down a half-million-pound bid from Blackpool.
0: (laughs) Just going back to how he played for Gabawa in Azerbaijan. There we go. So, who do you want to move on
1: to next? We both have Tate. We have have Richard Tate, yeah. Um, So, Richard Tate, obviously, when he came to Motherwell, um, he was more of a right-back when yes. He first came, whereas yeah, um, yeah. he's now obviously stationed over on the left, and I'm still having trouble getting used to that. <laughs> Several seasons on, that, that, um, that, that, it, that, it's that. a funny thing when you when a player comes in, plays a whole season there. I think he was shifted over to left back to plug a gap, basically, yeah. um, and he's just remained there ever since. And I still I'm struggling with it. Um, I think Graham Graham says that the biggest compliment you can
0: pay, you can pay him is the fact that you. Have no ideas, or like, like you said, yeah. you forget that he's a right back, or no, I have no idea ideas, right back, because he's you've been so consistent yeah. at left back, and he's been Motherwell had a disastrous first half of the season, mm. but he was one of the few that earned past 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 marks mm. and he's only gone on to have a stronger season.
1: Yeah, and I think obviously a lot of the focus um, of Motherwell fans at the moment is on Turnbull and yeah. Hasty, um Green's coming onto a bit of a game as well. Uh, the still complaining about main which is something yeah, yeah. Um, but I think there is obviously a much more solid defensive foundation there um, I think uh, when I was speaking to grim, he was uh, advocating for Grimshaw to be put in this list mm-hmm. um, but for me I, I think if you're going to have any Motherwell player at full back it's, it's got to be Richard
0: Tate I, I'm, I'm not seeing too much of Grimshaw uh, no. at, at right back not impressed but I'm always always we been impressed with Tate You, um, he's grown into a, a big leader at At Motherwell, he's, I think he's he's, he's gone over. Uh, he's pushed above McHugh Hartley as is, is kind of that um, Mr. Motherwell. Yeah, I was going to say a totemic figure, but that's that is a lot more uh, reasonable. <laughs> he is a bit of a bit of a shit house as well. He he gets involved, but he's, he's not like um, he's not he's not he's a, he's a wee bit he's a wee bit uh, snide. He gets in there, but he's he's always he's always making sure his presence his presence is felt. If Graham really Graham reckons that if he played at right back continued at right back because obviously would have had the problems at left back and mm-hmm. he's been able to fill in there if he stayed at right back Graham reckons he'd been the Scotland squad ahead of uh, Stephen O'Donnell that's that's a big compliment to uh, to to play him, to pay him he is one of those full backs who can do it all he's he covers the ground really well he's used to play he's used to playing at wing back He's aggressive and uh, he understands his defensive responsibilities, but he's a key attacking asset because he can. Because he plays either side, he can whip it in with either side. That's a crucial uh, kind of crucial asset to have, especially if you're playing with a winger who hugs a touchline. You can come in, underlap him, cross it, or vice versa.
1: Yeah. Shall um, we move on to 6-5? I just got... Um, have someone else. I got Shea Logan. Shea Logan, yes. Yeah, so I, I left him out for the he, really poor reasons I explained earlier, so. He, um, I
0: don't think he had the, he's had the best of seasons, but, he's, I still think he's, even when he's not been great, he's, he's, he's never bad, just that he's got, I told him to high standard, I just don't think he's one of the better right backs in the, in, in the league. Fantastic crosser, I think that's, uh, perhaps underappreciated, that's, Kind of been affected. We're going to talk about another Aberdeen uh, wing back whose mm-hmm. influence has grown without Logan in there because Mackay, Stephen, and McGinn have struggled in the latter part of the season. And when they struggle, you've at least got Logan who can provide that support and run and quality out wide. Mm-hmm. He defended. I think he defended back post really well, and he um, again he has his presence in the team is is always good for that that, that bit of aggression.
1: Especially if they're playing Celtic Especially if they're playing Celtic Rangers as well (laughs) So you Who have you got Six, five and four? I've got what sounds like A a provincial solicitors company Um, Smith, Taylor and O'Donnell
0: Oh okay Okay I've got um, I've got Taylor So you've got O'Donnell at four? Yes Okay I've got Taylor at six Mm -hmm. And in between them I've got Max Lowe
1: so you've got O'Donnell at four. At I've, four. Got, I've got
0: four. O'Donnell at four. Right. Max Low at five. Greg Taylor at six.
1: Okay, I've got Max Low slightly higher. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. I, mean, I know exactly yeah. where you've got Max Low. Should we
1: do six, five, four, three? Because it's pretty obvious. Yes, the yeah, top yeah, theory. of course, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's for me, it's Smith at six, Taylor at five, O'Donnell at four, Low at three. I have got Taylor
0: at six, Low at five, O'Donnell at four, Michael Smith at three. Okay. Bias is that? That's what that's called,
1: Gregory <laughs> bias. <laughs> Do you want to start on Smith then?
0: Yeah, let's start with Michael Smith. Yeah. Uh, my notes, my first note I've written down is, "I love him." He's he's my favourite heart. Solid, yeah.
1: solid, strong analysis. Yes.
0: there. Yep. Uh, he his importance is growing each passing week. I have had to suffer the dignity of watching Marcus Guidino try and <laughs> attempt to play right back. It's been very, very frustrating. Michael Smith is. The a traditional fullback, however he has developed into more of an attacking asset for Hearts uh, which has been needed because there's a genuine lack of width other than Callum Morrison and mm-hmm. Jake Mulroney, two very inconsistent, consistent players across the season Michael Smith is antithesis for that he is Mr. Consistency I when I'm I've covered a lot of Hearts games this season with Even News and so I have to do player ratings mm-hmm. so I'll write down the names before uh, before the game so in the team line so it makes it easier and quicker. Michael Smith I've always put I always put down seven. a seven. It always right put down away. a seven. And more more often than that, it's gone up to an eight rather than down to a six. Mm-hmm. He is he stops crosses. So first of all his main his his main aim is to be a defender first and foremost. He stops crosses. He is very trustworthy for the the ball. He takes up good positions, both in receiving the ball and then driving forward. You've seen it, give a comparison. Callum Patterson, when he played right wing back for Scotland, there was times where he was was bombing too far ahead. And so when the pass was getting uh, played to him, he was having to check. That doesn't happen with Michael Smith. He is, um, as I've said, he's progressed in terms of his attacking ability. He will bomb forward. Hearts, you just... When he plays, you just feel a bit more safe. He's like um, he's 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 like your your bed on a stormy stormy cold Sunday afternoon. You get curled up and I would curl up in Michael Smith. But also the fact wow. that he's 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 played as, which is kind of push my judgment to put him up to third place, is he's played in the back three as the centre of the back three and been Hart's his best centre back when he's played there. He reads the game so so well. He's always just nips in right right place at the right time. I feel I've talked enough about Michael Smith.
1: So all I was going to ask is, were you ever tempted to put uh, Guruccio or Mitchell in this list? Because the funny thing is, if you look at Mitchell when he came in last season, uh, he was quite rightly fated as you know this is a great option for us at left back. Hearts fans were delighted to get him back on loan. Oh, that, um, when he when he, when he signed was it was incredible. But he's not
0: really. He's been he's been done. To put it to put the mileage oh, yeah, down, rubbish. I was going for the play there, yeah. <laughs> uh, as for Gruchal, if he had been given a bit more time, and like, a bit more game time. Maybe a longer run of games by Levine, he might have made the list. But he's been in and out of the team, and a couple of games where he's just not been, uh, he's not been deserving of it. So he didn't really come into my consideration. Moving on, who do you
1: want to take do you want to talk about Greg Taylor next? Might as well take both of the Killy Boys. Yep. But yeah, let's start off with uh with Greg Taylor. Um I don't want to say the the forgotten man.
0: But it's easy. I come up a
1: bit, yeah, yeah, I know what I know exactly what you mean. But he's not really um you know, he's not really Featured too much I think in people's minds When mm. people think of um, The Kilmarnock back obviously Stuart Finlay Has been putting in A lot of great performances Kirk Broadfoot is uh Broadfoot <laughs> uh, Kirk Broadfoot <laughs> is having the, uh, A real uh, A real Nice warm Glow to the Twilight of his career At yeah. uh, Killie as well uh, Obviously Stephen O'Donnell um, Has been called up To the Scotland team He's now Seen as a mainstay Of the Scotland squad um, Despite the fact He was Out of it uh, I think for the last Last squad announcement before. Yep. Um, but yeah, Greg Taylor's just a very dependable left back who offers something going forward as well, which he, is everything you want.
0: He is, uh, again, mister, you look at full backs and a lot of things you want. They're like, again, opposite to wingers who are uh, who are very streaky, kind of mercurial. You want mm-hmm. full backs to be dependable, can, you want them to be consistent. He's only 21 years old. Yeah. And he is so incredibly consistent for Comor. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. So there's, for example, Stephen O'Donnell. I think has uh, when he plays kind of bigger ceiling, he's more noticeable. Mm-hmm. Greg Taylor. I can't think of a uh, player who has. Um, I can't think of the player having a, a bad game or a torrid time. I remember coming to Time Castle, and I was really looking forward to the battle between Morrison and Taylor. And it was around the time Morrison was on top form. Taylor just honestly, I was just uh, I wouldn't go as far as saying a masterclass because Morrison's only a teenage uh, kind of inconsistent teenage mm-hmm. winger, but Taylor just dominated him and from there on, I think the kind of Morrison's confidence to, uh, took a dip. But Taylor is he's so he's, he's very duly as in he, he's looking at stats. He's uh, he's very involved. He is, um, he's, as we've seen, uh, going back a couple of years. Joey Barton, he's not afraid to put this, uh, the the boot. In. Rather than like O'Donnell plays a more aggressive attacking role, mm-hmm. because Jordan Jones usually plays ahead of Taylor. I think yeah. he plays a more supporting one. The um, he's pl- ne- he's played more than, more, I think, played more than 110 games as well, which is which is great. 21 year old, superb. Yeah. I asked Craig Anderson about him and he said he's one of the best youth products that he's seen in his time just behind Chris Boyd and Stephen Smith So that's a testament to how well he's done. Yep.
1: And I think it's just very unfortunate for him that the position that he plays is the same one that Andy Robertson and Kieran Tierney Yeah, enough, I know. Uh, take up. So we've obviously got two incredible left backs. Greg Taylor's a fantastic left back as well. And, I, I do and, want... <laughs> and then if you look at the rest of the pit, if you look at... Uh, uh, at the very back As goalkeeper We don't have a lot of options No Or a lot of good options
0: it's because just, You just you mentioned about T- a, Taylor Tierney there I wouldn't be surprised If Tierney moved on Celtic I know most Kelly fans Won't like me for saying this Celtic even potentially Looked within Scottish football And seen Taylor As a, pos- a possible um, Replacement for him mm-hmm. Stephen O'Donnell What's who, who did you have
1: Taylor O'Donnell hire I had O'Donnell higher Okay um, I actually initially Had O'Donnell at 3 mm-hmm. And Lowe at 4 But then I thought I think it's maybe Just because Lowe's Had such an impact This season And I think last season Was O'Donnell's Real breakthrough Yeah Season the Season where he really Cemented himself In the imagination uh, Was obviously called up For the uh, summer games Against Peru, Peru Mexico, uh, Mexico. Um, And obviously I Absolutely loved Being part of the yeah. Scotland setup. Um so I don't know if it's maybe just a bit of not so much reverting to the mean, but just that thing of it is now normalized in my head that Stephen O'Donnell is you know an incredibly good right back, yeah, and so now it takes a lot he needs to do a lot more or he needs you to have one of those games way? to really stand out yeah. for me um whereas um you know Max Lowe coming in at Aberdeen. Has um, been a rare Reve- Reve- yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. O'Donnell. That's, I'm kind of similar to you in terms of O'Donnell, and Lowe and I chuck Smith in there as well. That Smith, O'Donnell, and Lowe Either any of them could have been three, four, mm-hmm. or five. It was between those. I, I can add three or four different leagues with my top twelve, and Smith, O'Donnell, and Lowe were uh, were that were that league for me. O'Donnell is very different to Taylor. We said he's a real kind of powerhouse because when he get when he when he drives, he's mm. he's like he's just like a tank. There's kind of no stopping him, and I think he's he's massive in Kelly's attacking sense, especially as he, especially as he's usually plays someone quite narrow on the right winger It's but Burker McKenzie never really played as an out and out winger. He's a great dribbler, and like you said, there has been a slight dip in his standards last season. For me, standards season, but that was because he hit, hit such a ceiling. Mm-hmm. that even even a drop he's still been a very very good um, right back And that scene if he's uh, he's been included in the Scottish squad game. we so we've talked about Smith we've talked about Taylor we've talked about Donald Max Lowe you've got him three I've got him five I could have easily put him three what's yeah. uh, so, so what's Lowe done for you is it just just the fact that he's just a new name on the scene and he's really stood out Aberdeen
1: yep and I think he he returned to Derby, didn't he initially yeah, he, and he, then yep um, and then for whatever reason um, ended up coming back to Aberdeen yeah. and the reaction of Aberdeen fans both to him leaving and to him coming, coming back, back I think says, says a lot says yeah.
0: yeah. a I watched the game he played for Derby because it was against Leeds United mm-hmm. and um, I think it was a Friday night game I noticed Lowe was playing so it would be interesting to watch him he had an absolute stinker <laughs> absolute stinker there was a young Leeds right uh, winger who just yeah, gave him a torrid time does that mean that Bielsa was
1: watching all of the Aberdeen games? <laughs> he probably so was, like <laughs> <to> <laughs> yeah. Who is this
0: Andy Considine? What is he doing? <laughs> I want to sign him for the Premier my charge for the Premier League. <laughs> 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 the with with low the um I th- because I think because Darby were able to sign Ashley Cole, that's how Aberdeen were able yeah. to get him back and what signing he's uh, signing he's been twice. They've needed a left back for because they, they they've just been chin, doing
1: like makeshift, yeah, you know, or that whole perennial thing of is Cheney a left back or is he a centre mid? But he's clearly centre, centre mid, mid. You
0: lose yeah. a lot from uh, to play him at left back. Andy Constantine, uh, he of the the last certain last couple of months, few months, he's been superb at centre back, Cent- arguably Aberdeen's best centre back. Uh, certainly, certainly since the turn of the year. So he's, he's and he's not a left back. Lowe offers him so much more. No constant can score, but Lowe offers him such an attacking, dynamic, energetic um, presence up that left wing. And like I mentioned with Logan, when McGinn and Mackay Stephen are off the boil, his ability to cover ground and uh, provide that width is Matthew. You've seen how aggressive he was in dispossessing Candace, I think it was, and setting up Mackay Stephen to win the penalty in the, the, the cup game. I have just been, been so so impressive for Magic He's a, the modern day the modern day kind of throwback you want. And if Aberdeen can hold on to him this summer, that would be such a coup. Yeah. One and, up to one and two. Yeah. That's, it's obvious, have you gone? Who've you gone for two?
1: I found this quite difficult.
0: Okay, I I, I can kind the, of see where you, you you come
1: from. The reason I found it difficult is because if we are basing this on this season mm-hmm. purely on appearances alone. There would be another argument to make. Mm-hmm. But I've gone with Tavenier to Tierney yeah, one. Same. Um because <laughs> Tierney's still only twenty one. You know, we talked about Greg ridiculous. Taylor only being twenty one, yes. but I think people still have an idea of Greg Taylor still being, you know, this young player, you know, could go on to uh, greater things. Um whereas with Tierney he's still being you know, he is now being talked about as if he's, you know, a good few years older. And at what point is he going to, you know, sort of go into his prime and, you know, move on from Celtic?
0: Yeah. So we, we we talked about we talked about Greg Taylor having played. Let me double check this. He it was 110
1: games. A hundred,
0: roughly 110. Kieran Tierney's played 175. Yeah. And he he's missed. How many games did he miss this season? He missed thirty sorry, sixteen games through injury this season. He's came back and he just he slid he slid right back into the team. Uh without any kind of hesitation. You see players who have had the long injury athletes, it does take them two or three yeah. games to get back up. But he just came back in because I think, despite the injury, he looks after himself so, so well. He is uh, he's robust. He's just such a such a physical like uh athletic like he has so much athleticism. And as you said, I think it's when he gets that move rather than go from Celtic to Southampton to somewhere else or like Robertson then he went to Hull and then got the moved to Liverpool Tierney's going to go from Celtic to an elite team mm-hmm. I just think I understand where he came from in terms of Tavernier's appearances and he probably has a bigger influence on Rangers as a whole but Tierney is just so good that you just have to make allowance for him as being the best yeah. uh, full in the Because I think
1: a lot of people will point to Tavernier's goals and assists this season. Yeah. But I think he's scored 11 goals in the league. Um, so and I have checked, but a lot of those will be penalties. Yeah. <laughs> um, what, so I seven think only...
0: So, so how many goals he scored in the league? Do you say uh, he scored 11. 11 in the league? I think nine have been penalties off the top of my head. Yeah.
1: And 11 assists as yeah. well. So yeah, um, he's, so,
0: he's, uh, he's got 21 goals and assists between them. So just to give you an idea of how important and involved Tavenir he is he's, so he's got 21 goals and assists he's in the top 20 in the league for shots he's top for crosses he's 23rd in the league for touches in the box he's a right back second for passes top for key passes top for through passes Top for progressive passes and mm-hmm. second for progressive runs so these are uh, these are kind of penetrating runs or penetrating passes
1: yeah. Cause I, th- I think the one thing the one charge that is so laid at Tavernier's door is that he can be defensively suspect I am a theory he's, about that he's, he's definitely a lot better this season um, but you did see I think it was in the game against Hibs um, when there was a I can't remember why but there was a delay in play for some reason um, and I think the theory was that at that point Heckenbottom Pulled over, I think it was Camberry and McNulty, and said, "Look, there's a space between Goldson and Tavernier, and exploit that a little bit." Mm-hmm. And it was after that that, shortly after that, yeah. that Hip scored. And I think it may just be more that the people he is put next to um, create something which could lead to more defensively suspect moments.
0: Yes, yeah, so my my theory regarding Tavernier is that he's pretty consistent defensively. That he's um He's decent. He's not great, but he's. he's I don't think he's. As, but he, he's as bad as a rap that's given to him. Mm-hmm. He sh- I think he's shown up when the team has defend uh, as a whole defend poorly. Because because I've just listed all those kind of stats. He's, he's where he's where he's good at allowances need to be made from because he's such a um, influential player, certainly in the final third. Mm-hmm. Like the Hibs go recently. You, you mentioned about space. I think that's always. I think a team is always going to. Exp- Trying and exploit, should have tried exploit that, and I think Gerard has to make allowances to protect Tavenier because you can't take away that attacking instinct, how important he is. The goal, let's like the, the goal that heb scored, he, he was fouled on the edge of box. I don't think it was a foul, but then the reaction from his teammates, to was screaming at candace and Camara to slot back in and cover, mm-hmm. uh, get go side of Camberry They didn't do it. I think he's got better. With Candace in front of him, the, can, the, the the winger knows when to move central to allow him to to go up and out the, the outside. I'm a huge Tavinger fan, but I just he's not as good as Tierney, no. and I'm a bigger Tierney fan. I still maintain that he's a better player than Robertson And
1: again, I think similar to Taylor, I think and O'Donnell to an extent as well. People have just got used to Curing Tierney, and because of that, you yeah. forget about exactly how good he is, how young he is. Um, he's not going to be at Celtic Forever mm-hmm. um, Despite you know, Turning up in the away crowd And wearing yeah. Celtic tops On holiday and things um, He's not going <laughs> to He's not going to be there forever Eventually he's going to be Snapped up By a bigger team
0: You hope so Because I'm I i do not want to say Just because well, a, a good player to, to leave So I enjoy watching him mm-hmm. I uh, have my um, I think he's Very good at feigning injury Or making sure The referee knows He's been followed However, I want to see him challenged at on a consistent basis at a, high, a consistent basis at a higher level.
1: Mm-hmm. So you can definitely see him moving to, um, well, obviously um, he could move to Leicester. He won't do that.
0: No, he, no. he, he shouldn't. He no,
1: shouldn't. He really shouldn't go there. Um, but you can see him moving to um, a bigger team. You could see him also uh, making the move abroad. And Doing something, I, th- I think. Uh, Graham Thulis always says, you know, Real Madrid's left back, yeah. Uh, Kieran Tierney, um, which might sound like a stretch, but you know, he's got to test himself and stretch himself. And you can see in 15 years' time, um, once he's you know made his fortune elsewhere, he's you know gone all over Europe and all sorts of trophies, he comes back home to Celtic, yeah. That's
0: that's very predictable. I think that is that that's got to happen, yeah. The um people scoff him when I say that Tierney's better than Robertson I maintain that but even if you don't, um, don't think that you have to feel that he's going to be a better player than Robertson he's got four years on Robertson four mm-hmm. years on him and he's already proved himself at a higher level that, uh, than Robertson did at his um, Hedges group yeah. yeah, when he was uh, Tierney's Hedges
1: I think the other thing is that you do see Robertson not often but you see Robertson making more individual errors mm-hmm. they're not always punished yeah. but you see him making a lot more individual errors Obviously the difference is he's playing at a higher level. Um because he's playing Premier League opposition week in, week out, um, and getting to the latter stage of the Champions League whereas it's Tierney's not able to do that yet. So perhaps once he makes that move you'll see more of the same. But Yeah.
0: Perfect. That's that's us done. Thank you very much for listening. We um you can find us on all the usual all the all the usual places and platforms. we am just trying to think. Next week probably back in Glasgow on Monday. However, Tune in on 11pm on Friday night mm-hmm. BBC Scotland A View from the Terrace Gary you'll be making your first appearance I will indeed You are playing chess against a premiership star Which uh, I've seen the clip um, I think you enjoyed doing it And I certainly enjoyed watching it It's really good Whether well, he enjoyed doing it. It's another matter entirely Who <laughs> yeah, cares
1: just, just don't ask him Say goodbye Unless you've got anything else to say Happy birthday Yes. Not, not to you. Not to of me. Course. I was thinking this. No. Uh, mine's as, I love as soon. <laughs> I love the look on your face though. You weren't sure whether to be offended or yeah. to be creeped out. Um, but no, happy birthday to a regular listener of the podcast, Wars. Yes. We hope you have a, a, a fantastic time. I believe, um, I'm not sure. If she actually knows this But I believe that you're off to um, Enjoy your Saturday At a football ground
0: oh, Of course yeah there's, yeah there's something special So I'm so not sure if it. that
1: is a surprise or not oh, uh, I've <laughs> been, like,
0: par- ruined partially ruined it Sorry about that We apologise for that But we, we, we really do um, Appreciate your support You've always given us positive feedback Being a great um, Fan of us for, for Patreon for subscriber
1: Come to the live shows All that jazz
0: All that jazz So yeah we really do hope you have A great Saturday A great birthday And a great life.